Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land, or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials, Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I had a pretty, well, you know, it's, no, I'm doing good. Actually, I'm lying. I'm, you know, I'm not doing that great. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, why yeah. is that? Are you mad? Are you mad because when you only had five of the chicken minis in the Valentine's no, Day? No, no, but I do um, appreciate thing. you uh, bringing chicken minis. No, I'm mad because my back and neck are killing me. And, you know, I, I got to go get my uh, medical weed card. <laughs> you getting any medical weed I, card? I, I am, you know, because uh, I, I tell you what, I had a couple of gummies and that just, uh, that solved the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I got a buddy who just got his. And he goes into the doctor. And uh, he, uh, you know, the doctor's asking, well, like, uh, do you have any childhood trauma? Huh? No, nothing like that. Uh, uh, you ever had any major injuries? Huh? Ever been in a car? I know. No, not really. And um, doctor's like, you got to work with me here. <laughs> um, what do you do for a living? Well, you know, I, I work in retail and he's like, uh, is it stressful? Yeah, kind of. Okay. There we go. Stress. <laughs> Here's your card. <laughs> and that's, that just kind of goes to show you what a, a joke it is, you know, that you have to go through this stupid step, uh, here in Florida to, to get a little weed, but to, you know, they hand them out for absolutely anything. Uh, but you know, it's just, it, it's funny that the process that you have to go through, like, when you when you want to wean government onto freedom, <laughs> you always have to go to this process. Government never lets us go like directly to freedom. There's always this you know pretend path that we have to take to 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 wean ourselves off government somehow. Uh, we're still dealing with that with alcohol past prohibition <laughs> right. almost a hundred years ago. Exactly. Like really, it, it, you know, and people don't even realize it. By the way, on, on there's places where the government still controls the process of purchasing alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some places where, uh, and I forget what states it is, but there's some states that the state is the only one who sells alcohol. Yeah, that's right. There is no private sector alcohol sales in those states. And I forget, is it Massachusetts, I think might be one? I don't know. Maybe I don't know the states that, I don't Illinois, know Illinois, Indiana. I know Florida, like that. but that's how ABC got started, I think, though. Oh, is it? Like ABC Liquor in Florida? Right. I actually think that was the government one to begin with. No, it it's not anymore, me. though. But. Yeah. Or, or it was sanctioned by the government or some shit like that. Probably. I don't, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, just ridiculousness. But it, anyway, that was just a, that was the one I, that was the one I remember the, that legislation of trying to get rid of the three tier system was the one that I thought would be the most, um, popular. Right. That felt totally flat on its face. Right. For because the uh, craft go, beer. Yeah. For, yeah. For, yeah for, Explain because, that a little bit. Cause you, you can't. All right. So in order to buy alcohol, there's actually this thing called the three tier system and you have the brewer. You have the distributor, and then you have the person selling it at the end. Right. The, 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 that's the three-tier. The retailer. The retailer. Right. You're not supposed to be able to own 
the first and the third part in the pro are you not able to own two of the parts of the process you're right. not supposed to be able to own two parts of the process which in all reality gives all the power to the distributor the person in the middle right. has all the power so think of it this way and and the way this came up is all the craft breweries now all these restaurants that brew beer in house you know, you come in, you have a beer, you, you drink the craft beer, you want to buy a six pack from them. Well, under the law, you, you couldn't do it. It had to go very, through a distributor yeah. first and then come back to them. But they so did, they literally they, they, had to sell the beer to a distributor and then buy it back from the distributor. Basically. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. They were, there were, there were some, some shorter paths. That, you could sell it yourself kind of, but there were some rules in between selling it yourself. Right. But you couldn't give it to another place to sell it. Right. And so... And again, this was a before prohibition happened in this country. There were like 2000 something breweries around the country. Right. And then prohibition came, killed them all, except for a couple. The only reason that like Bud, Budweiser and things like that were able to stay um, uh, as a company was because they had trucks that had ice in them. And so other things other than beer needs to be delivered with, you know, in, in cold. Right. And so Budweiser had this fleet of vehicles that they were able to withstand prohibition. And when it came back in, they were the only game basically in town. Right. And that's how the monopoly of beer actually kind of started. Yeah. We're not even close right now to the number of breweries that we had pre or hold on. We're this is because several years ago that I actually knew this. So I think by now we probably are over where we were pre prohibition, but at the same time, we have a long ways to go. Budweiser still has like a 90 fucking percent market share or something right. like that. Like it's a crazy, not Budweiser, but the big breweries have this 90 percent. Yeah, share. I would say the big breweries together because I know, uh, you know, uh, Molson has a significant uh, uh, percentage. But InBev, yeah, InBev is huge. They oh, probably yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they have over 50 percent market yeah, share. And Budweiser isn't even an American company anymore, by the way. So no. let's not let's not even try to kid ourselves. No, it's, uh, it's they try to pretend like they are. But they're I think not. it's it's uh, InBev is uh, Dutch. Dutch or Belgium or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so somewhere in the that region of Europe. Yeah. Not that we this was not in the show notes. No, by the we, way. we weren't planning on talking <laughs> about this at all. But at any rate, though, but the, we went to fight the three tier system, and I thought but this would be a great. I actually was so stupid in thinking that the people would actually get behind something like this. You would think, yeah, I, because it was it's beer. It's right. fucking beer. Everybody's gonna love this, right? Nothing. Cr fucking crickets most of the fucking time. Don't get me wrong, the breweries liked it, but the people, the guy that was the. I, the the Florida Brewers Guild, whoever was in charge of that, sucked. And right. every time I tried to reach out to talk to them, they wanted nothing. They did nothing to do with us, which I got to tell you, like if I was the breweries, I would have been pissed if I knew that. Because right. you're why am I giving you money if you're not going to use it to lobby for things that, you know, would help my business? Yeah. And, right. and to, to garner other people to be on board with it. Right. You know? Yeah. Because all, all they're doing is taking the money. Like most of the lobbyists suck all day long. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. the ones that are lobbying for good stuff. I actually... Some of those lobbyists like this, like the one for the Brewers Guild, I actually hate more than the bad guy lobbyists. Right, because you know where the bad guy lobbyists are coming from. Y yeah, yeah, yeah. The like good Ron guy Book, lobbyists you realize who are, Ron Books, you. Yeah, you realize what Ron Books are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like at least, no, because I have no idea who that is. Oh, you don't know who Ron Book is? Oh, no. He's like the, the number one lobbyist. He, oh. he gets all the money from all the government agencies. Yeah, the anarchists should really know who the main lobbyist is there up there. No, you you're an enemy. No, your enemy. No, I don't have any enemies. Uh, he's one of your enemies. No, I don't have any. Aww. I just want to be left the fuck alone. Aww. I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. That's not the way it's going to work. I know. <laughs> it's not the way any of this works. I know. All right. But anyway, so we'll get past that, though. So actually, I will say something else. Okay. Matt, Matt Wright from Muddy Waters of Freedom and the Muddy, uh, the Muddy Media 
uh, called me the other day. Yeah. Called me. Yeah. He, he called, called me. You. He called me the other day. He was listening to the show. He very much likes it. He does consider our show somewhat of a tease because he the stuff he wants to hear. He hears it is in the second hour. Yeah, that's so we're trying to make you pay for it. What the <laughs> so, fuck do you think this is about? So, we're fucking capitalists here, man. <laughs> I you thought know? it was funny though. Yeah, we're not self filating here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, though, I did want to I did want to put a shout out because I've listened to his show. Him and literally Spike Cohen. Uh, I did I did endorse his campaign or for vice president. Literally, Spike literally, Cohen. literally, Spike Cohen. Spike Cohen. yeah, good people, both of them guys. I do. I, yeah. you know, and he does a lot on Kennedy. Thanks now. for listening, Matt. Yeah, what do you and, mean? Um, um, Spike, oh, on the Kennedy show? Spike gets on Kennedy all the time. Oh, now, does he? Because yeah. he was ran as a libertarian candidate for vice president. Right, so. yeah. Which, if he runs again for vice president, I'm going to endorse him again. Only if he runs with um, Vermin Supreme. Supreme yeah. And if it's Vermin Supreme, I'm going to the convention to vote for Vermin <laughs> Supreme. I will register, become a delegate, and go to the convention simply to vote for Vermin Supreme. Yeah, yeah. I'll root him on from here. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Because, so. uh, you know, I've... I've learned that I can, my vote can be bought with free ponies. Yeah. <laughs> Give me free shit and uh, I'll tolerate government. And you know, I did look at their website, by the way, which is muddywatersoffreedom.com. And mm-hmm. there's, they have a very good website, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it must be way better than ours. Boy, yeah, because ours is just a link to our, to our pod bean. <laughs> yeah, ours just goes to the pod We don't really bean. have one. Well, it goes to the pod bean. What's if the you matter go- with you? Why don't we have a website? I just haven't done it. Really? I'm more worried about getting certificates uh, for d- non-existent organizations. Uh, I, I know. You, you're such a fucking retard. <laughs> I am sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I am sometimes. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Let's, let's get into this, though. So last week, it was pre-Super Bowl. Yes. This week is post-Super Bowl. Yes. Bucks. And um, I think that Adrian Super is Bowl a very champion. happy camper, along with myself. I am very happy camper as a lifetime uh, Bucks fan. Uh, I am uh, thrilled uh, to have uh, our second uh, Lombardi trophy here in uh, Tampa Bay. Luckily, it's not in Tampa Bay now. <laughs> yeah, it was almost in Tampa. You know what? Look, I got to tell you is uh, for those of you who didn't see, uh, you know, this week there was a Super Bowl celebration and uh, they had a boat, boat parade, parade on Wednesday. Yeah. So Brady is out on the boat and all the players are getting hammered, but Brady specifically, he's getting really hammered. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he decides he's going to throw the Lombardi trophy <laughs> to his teammates on another boat. About you know fifty feet away. Now look, if anybody Hold on, was it fifty feet away, it would look like it. I mean, it was uh, like it wasn't like ten feet away where it was just a lob over. I, I, I might be exaggerate, exaggerating, but it's it was probably it was at least thirty feet. Wow. I mean, because he like it was from he was on the bow of the one boat, like the middle of the bow, and then there was a distance, a good gap between the boats, and then the other guys were kind of like in the center console area of the other boat. So it was, I'm going to say it was probably 30 feet total throw. <coughs> and uh, yeah, and they, luckily they caught it. And then after the event, they showed, uh, you know, uh, Brady being uh, uh, <laughs> not quite carried off, but assisted <laughs> into the car. And he just had this big shitty grin on his face. Like it was he, one of those drunk ass grins. Oh, it was so funny. And he's barely, you know, he's kind of stumble walking. Well, somebody's helping him back. Oh, like carry, almost, you know, really holding not him up. Not really carrying him, but not like carrying him, but like holding him, him up. Yeah. You, you, everybody knows that you got that friend that's like staggering and you kind of like grab Grab one shoulder and put your arm around the other, and you're going to walk him like that. Oh, um, shit. That was a ways away. Yeah. That was a good throw, though. I, oh, it was a beautiful. Well, it's Tom Brady. That's <laughs> what I said, if anyone's going to throw it. But I got to tell you, that moment, um, 
cemented it for me. It wasn't the fact that Tom Brady won us the Super Bowl that made me feel like, okay, I can finally really like this guy as our quarterback. It was that moment because right there he proved he can be Florida man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're one of us. If you got drunk at a boat parade and did something stupid that was potentially very costly, <laughs> then yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the state. Welcome, welcome to Florida. To state. Welcome to the state, Florida man. You are one of us. He's one of us. Hold on. So the, the way the article should be is that Florida man throws trophy yeah. in water? Yeah, exactly. It could have easily been that way. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. I know. Awesome. Are you just watching now for the I first did, time? The first time I saw it was just Oh, now. God, yeah. Like, I looked, I'm like, holy shit. Oh, that's a ways away. Oh, he's going to throw it from there? Yeah, how, how far did you think it was? I, I, would you say? I mean, it's 30 foot, man. It's easy 30 that's foot. That's 30 foot. Yeah. That's 30 foot. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, like, it, it, it took a second or two to get there. Yeah, I, I think that would, uh, that would have been like a 12 yard completion. I can't, I bet you everybody, <laughs> you know? hold on. I bet you when people are seeing that, they're like, oh shit, is he a real, oh, oh my God. Oh no, oh no, it's going to go in the drink. Oh no, it's going to hit one of those kids. You don't know how heavy that thing is either, by the well, way. Well, I actually, I, I actually learned something about the Lombardi Trophy from someone who is uh, a. Uh, I, I've got uh, a friend who's in the Bucks organization, another friend who's in uh, a Rays organization. No. And uh, the one in the Rays organization said, "No, it's not a problem because they actually manufacture uh, the all the major sports trophies. Uh, you know, the Stanley Cups this way, the the pennants, all every, from baseball and the Lombardi Trophy. They all float." <laughs> just for that reason because people take them to crazy places and do crazy things with them they float huh yeah so huh i imagine if you filled up the lombardi trophy i really just... thought that it would sink yeah like i thought it would be that heavy i thought so too because if it's... it floats it means it's pretty well light. It, it must be pretty light because um remember at the the ceremony brady hands it to like his you know nine-year-old daughter and she's like lifting it up over her head. And I'm thinking, oh, it must not be too heavy if a nine-year-old could. But then again, it is, you know, Brady's spawn. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> she might be superhuman. <laughs> well, isn't that him and Giselle? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. right. I'll bet you that's going to oh, be a good-looking yeah. kid right there, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hottest wife of all time, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So guy's he's, got everything going He's got for it all. But yeah, he was. Uh, he did a He did a Florida man, and it was just a beautiful thing. And he, and he came off the boat drunk as shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Supposedly that he didn't actually have that much to drink either, though. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Tom Brady drinks much. Yeah. Okay. He's probably a lightweight to begin with. And anyone who's been out and spent a few hours in the sun and been drinking... You know how quick that shit hits you. Yeah. And it hits you hard. For, for some reason, when you're out in the sun like that drinking, it doesn't take a lot. Mm -mm. You know, I, and I, I don't know if it's the, what it is, the production of vitamin D in your body or something, but something happens that it hits you harder than normal and quicker too. Just like all of a sudden, just like, oh shit, I'm drunk. You know? Oh, you know, the other thing I noticed, by the way, on that, in that, uh, in that picture, no masks. No masks. Yeah. That's the other thing. The celebrations. Oh man. So. Of course, <laughs> did you see the, the one of the guy in Soho uh, shaking the tree? No. <laughs> this guy up in the tree. And what my, my youngest son was actually there. And he told me before, about it before I saw it on the national news. But apparently this guy just took his shirt off, climbed a tree, and started shaking the tree. And he was like shaking it. So it was doing this arc, like, you know, this 30 degree arc. It's swinging back oh and my forth God. wildly. And 
nobody knows why, but he did it for like minutes, you know, and a crowd gathered around him and just cheered him on. And my son told me that. He, 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 uh, next day, he's like, yeah, it was wild, man. I don't know. I, I, I was cheering on this guy in a tree. I remember that part. And he was just shaking the tree. <laughs> did it for a long time. But yeah, so the, the celebration in Tampa was crazy. No one was wearing masks. Um, you know, it was just uh, that, you know, it just, basically Kathy Ka- or uh, uh, Jane, Jane Caster was going out of her mind. You know, of course. But yeah, not, what are they going to do? You know, unless they're going to start shooting people, they're not going to stop it. And shooting people to, uh, you know, keep them healthy is probably not a good trade off. <laughs> I mean, we can't do that now. With uh, yeah. Drugs, but. Yeah. You know, but uh, so, yeah, the celebration went off. And so far, we're, it's a week later. And uh, we haven't yet seen the super spreader spike. Oh, it's coming. It, it probably will. But, you know, it's... If not, they'll make it come because they'll, they'll here, inflate the numbers somewhere. Here's the thing. The vast majority of those people were young people. So even if they catch COVID, they probably won't even notice. Yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, they don't care. You know. I, I do love this, though. So you, this is from Mark Caputo's Twitter. Yeah. That you put... You said, caught DeSantis before he left an event and he brought up this picture on his own by saying someone said, hey, you were at the Super Bowl without a mask, but how the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Come on. I had to watch the Bucks win. You know, I, I tell you what. and Kind of liking it more every day. Just every day. I'm liking, you know, I'm liking Brady better. I'm liking DeSantis better. Um, and did you know that uh, DeSantis went to the same high school as me? Really? Yeah, he, he was. he's a Dunedin High alum. So he's the second guy to run for governor uh, from... Dunedin High School. You know, you were the, you beat him in that. I did. I was first. Yeah, yeah you beat him yeah. in that. So, so he was uh, congratulations. He was a little bit more successful. You than think me he called you to? Did he call you to congratulate you? Uh, he did not. No, he did not. We <laughs> oh. didn't. We didn't go to school together at the same time. He's like a, a few years younger than me. So, oh, oh, yeah. So uh, I think he's, he's just following you. That's yeah. what it is. He's it's, just following you now. You know, it, it's it, like now I want to be governor too. It, it is nice that DeSantis is follow, uh, following in my footsteps. He's like the I'm, sloppy seconds of running for governor. I, from Dunedin I, I hope that he is. I hope that I inspired him. Um, <laughs> and I, I got to say that uh, uh, he's uh, hell. He might have voted for me, honestly. Um, oh, I'm sure he did. I'm because sure, I'm sure he did. Because he is governing as close to uh, as I would govern as anyone I could imagine. You know what I'm saying? Still far away though, but uh, yeah, still pretty far away. But uh, still, you know, as as close as realistically possible. Yeah, I so, got you. I hear but yeah, saying. to to just you know, and to tell Caputo, who Caputo's a great guy. I, yeah, I, I, like I love Mark Caputo. You know, uh, he he followed me a little bit on the campaign trail. Came yeah, to a yeah. bunch of events. Uh, covered I see us him quite sometimes when I was up in Tally. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always always felt like he's you know he's the kind of reporter that um, I felt like he was a friend. Now I don't know if we if he felt the same way if he was just getting a story, but you could just talk to him. And I can see Desantis, you know, saying that like he talked to Caputo like he was talking to a buddy. You know what I'm saying? And he knew it was going to get out, but still, it was just, you know, it comes out That's that way. It's too classic of a line to not get out. Oh, it's great. It's a great line, you know. <laughs> now, because of how DeSantis is, though, that now Biden is talking about potentially doing a Florida travel ban? Yes. Yes. Can you believe this shit? So, fucking, so, it, has, here's the thing. What a dick. So, so, of course, you know, everybody around the country who's all freaked out about COVID sees this Bucks Super Bowl celebration, sees thousands of people in the streets not wearing masks, you know, partying, having a great time. Uh, no fires, no real vandalism. You know, a couple, you know, street signs got taken down and, you know, a couple of things. Yeah, like yeah that. but that's a party. Nothing, yeah, it was, it was, there, there was no serious vandalism. There was no, 
uh, violence, no reports of serious injuries or deaths, anything like that. <coughs> Just a, a, a raucous street party, basically all throughout Tampa. Um, but uh, yeah, so of course now it's like Biden's talking about travel ban. Now here's the interesting part. This shows you the disconnect because at the same time Biden is calling for a travel ban to Florida, which, you know, at this point I'm like, great. <laughs> Stay the hell out of Florida. Part of me actually would be happy. Right. Because there's all, too many people that depend in the state on tourism, though. You're literally attacking. Yeah. Like, so I'm mad, I'm mad but I'm, I'm mad more for the fact that, like, you're trying to put businesses out of business. Right. Well, by the same token, you have all these people who are um, wanting to leave all these places that are in lockdown and come here and crowd my streets. And then also... In a year, when they forget why they left the place they came from, they're going to say, we need more government here and start oh, voting yeah. for stupid yeah, yeah. shit. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's funny because at the same time that Biden was saying we need a uh, a lockdown to stop the spread of covid and we need to you know restrict travel to Florida, which I don't think he has any authority to do. I'm pretty sure that there is absolutely nothing within the constitutional framework that allows him to prohibit <laughs> Like, in, interest, like, interstate travel. Like that's going to stop him. Right. <laughs> Good point. But at the same time, the reason that maybe he's thinking about it is all the airlines are saying, you know what? We're going to cancel all these New York to Chicago flights because they're empty. And we're going to increase. We're going to send, start sending all those planes to Florida. Yeah. Because everybody wants to go to Florida. Yeah. You know because, why? Because we're open. Right. Yeah. Because we fucking party down here. And you know what? Less people are dying here than in fucking New York and California. Yeah. Where they're on total fucking lockdown. Yeah. You know, in Chicago. So guess what? <laughs> you know, look, and as long as you if avoid... If you're going to die anyway, you might as well have fun doing it. The only thing you Which need, you're not going to die. The only thing you it's need to bullshit. do is just to avoid the tap water in Orleans tomorrow and you're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Um, yeah. If, if, uh, did you hear about this? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, you know, it, it, it made national news, but... It's, it's almost kind of comical, but it's scary at the same time. Um, so someone hacked into the Oldsmar, which is in Pinellas County, Florida, which is where I live. Uh, it's the county south of Alex. Uh, actually, it's the next town over for me. Yeah. So, cause Paul I Harbor, used to live in Oldsmar. Oldsmar. Did you? Back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So uh, someone hacked in. Now, when I say they hacked in, basically, I, I have a hunch that it wasn't actually hacking per se. Um, someone used remote access software that had been installed on the control system for this uh, uh, water plant, fresh water plant. And I think all they did is access like a, you know, a, a log me in type function, a remote management system. Um, and my gut instinct is that someone just had a real super basic password or something was set to a default password. It was just bad IT on the part of the water department. Yeah. Is my guess. And either that or someone who is authorized to log into it, logged into it on a public terminal and didn't fully sign out or save their credentials or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's probably one of those really just human error, bad, stupid things that happened. Series of bad events led into it. But so what happened is uh, this unidentified, at this point unidentified hacker, hacked into the system and uh, was uh, able to increase the amount of lye, um, which is, uh, what is it? Is that sodium hydrochloride? 
they said sodium hydroxide. Ho- sodium hydroxide. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, sodium hydrochloride, I think, is uh, chlorine. But anyway, so they increased the amount of lye in the water supply from 100 parts per million to 11,000 parts per million. Now, if this had actually gotten into the water supply, it would have been... Could have been harmful, could have even been fatal, depending on, you know, the concentration and where it was. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of lie to be drinking. But, uh, you know, the, the guy sitting there at the terminal, he's watching the mouse move around. He actually watched someone change the numbers. So immediately they caught it. And they, they did say that there were other fail safes that would prevent it from having from happening. Uh, and being actually introduced in the water supply, but they didn't go into a lot of detail as what they were. But they said, you know, basically it, it couldn't have happened. But, you know, a hacker did access it and was, uh, you know, technically this could be classified as a form of bioterrorism because had they been successful, they could have potentially poisoned uh, the water supply uh, to, that I drink, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but here's the thing. Why is it possible to put that in the system anyway, though? I don't understand that part. Well, because they put a lot of shit in the uh, the water supply that they shouldn't. I think that's the point, though, that I, yeah. I kind of wanted to make is so he didn't he didn't go buy some and then try to just pour it in the water supply. Right. It's already possible to put it in the water supply because they're already doing it. They're just right. doing it <laughs> at, at a safe level and I'm putting the quotes up in the air. So why is any why is drain cleaner in your water at any level well, a safe level? You got to you got to realize that it would it exists naturally and if you're pulling it out of the limestone it's probably going to happen anyway. So they're using it to control, you know, pH levels and and that sort of thing, you know, how acidic the water is, uh, you know, th- that's that's what they're doing. Um, so they do manipulate the water a little bit, but in in small amounts, in the amounts that they would normally put into it, that's not, it's not like the fluoride, which is actually a heavy metal that they're introducing that wouldn't necessarily be in the water. Yeah. You know, there, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be lie to some degree in the water anyway. Yeah. But uh, why add more? <laughs> like how about taking the stuff out not adding more like like again it, it, it's 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 more i'm complex sure there's some re- i'm sure yeah. it's i'm sure that's what they're going to tell you that it's more complex and there's some kind of thing to it right and that they're not actually poisoning you but i don't think with that they are but uh with the fluoride they are yeah you know i mean that fluoride is a, is a different story that doesn't need to be in there and that probably does more harm than good yeah yeah but uh yeah it's it's uh it's a rather frightening thing and the frightening part is the systems per se didn't fail, humans failed. And humans, you know, if that guy hadn't have been sitting in front of that computer and happened to see the, you know, someone actually move the mouse and change the setting, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have caught it, you know? And I, I, I guarantee you that stuff like this happens all the time and uh, it doesn't get reported. Yeah. You know, this one just happened to get reported. The sheriff's office was all over it. Uh, Gualtieri actually did a good job and they're, you know, I'm sure investigating it thoroughly, but, um, I I just can't, I can't bring myself to say anything nice about that guy. You know, I, I, here's the thing. I don't like Bob Gualtieri, but when he does something right, I give him credit for it. No, I, and that's good I try to part. treat him fairly. That's, that's the, yeah. You know what? That's a good on your, that's good on your part. I mean, yeah. you're a better man than me for that one. Cause I'm not gonna, cause he's an authoritarian psychopath. He can be, but he can also, he's, he's a strange breed. Uh, he's, he's kind of a populist. It seems like, um, sometimes he can do the right thing. Other times he's a totalitarian. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's it's hard to call with him. I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna go ahead and hate him. Okay, all right. So, well, you can do that. You I'm, don't live in his county, so but I travel know. in his county, though. You do, you so, do. But at any rate, I'm not trying to do anything to him or anything like that. But you know, whatever. I'm not gonna get purged for it. But 
Um, so I did want to bring this article up as well. And this was the, the, the Pentagon order to stand down across the military to investigate extremism in its rank in the ranks. Right. So, so why this happened was, is that at the Capitol riots on the sixth, they have now come to find out that there were former military people involved. There were current military people involved. And that has now officially scared the shit out of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. The politicians are scared as shit because they've realized now that their actions have pissed off so many people that now that there are people in the ranks of the military, and they've always been there anyway, that do not like what they've done. Because these people, and again, for the good or bad, indifferent or not, they are they believe in America. And they believe that these people are not doing good by America. And so they think, because the authoritarian psychopaths in charge have probably killed people in the past, that the military people may kill them because that's how they, because they're projecting their own value system upon these military people. And so by doing that, they are now trying to purge the ranks of anybody that has an opinion that is not, you know, bow down to the state kind of an opinion that's in the military right now. I mean, I'm going to read to you. I want to read you a little quote here. Austin, alongside Army General Mark A. Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has met with several with service civilian leaders and service chiefs to discuss the problem of extremism. While extremism has been a problem in the military in the past, Kirby told reporters at the, at the Pentagon that the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, which left five people dead, was a wake-up call for military leaders. He and Austin want to get a better handle on the breadth of the problem, acknowledging some of the extremists who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th were active duty service members and other and other. And, and others were military veterans. Kirby maintained that the vast majority of men and women who serve in the military uniform and the military are doing so with honor, integrity, and character and do not espouse the sorts of beliefs that lead to the kind of conduct that can be so detrimental to good order and discipline and, in fact, is criminal. Right. Like, here's the thing, though. Those people are pissed because you're the criminals. Like... Again, I wouldn't have done what they did in the sixth. I think that what they did was not my bag of tea. And I know Adrian, you love it, but it wasn't my bag of tea. Well, first of all, I, I just have to uh, mention that uh, this is a Cassandra Trigger's real moment. <laughs> because in my book, uh, one third of the U.S. military seceded from the federal government and formed their own defensive force. So. I mean, it's, it's it, it, we're going down the road. We're going down the road. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I guarantee you that there's a a large chunk of active duty military personnel that uh, are really don't like um, our government. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, you know. And again, I'm not necessarily saying they're you know on the Trump train, all of them, but there is that. Um, there's a lot of people in the military that signed up to protect and defend the Constitution, and they think that there's not many people in government that feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was in the Marine Corps and I was stationed in Lejeune in North Carolina, mm -hmm. that there was a weekend that the president was coming to visit. Right. They kicked everyone off the base with the exception of the unit that the president was meeting with. Yeah. Everyone else was thrown was off the base. Clinton? Yeah. Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. 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 It was Clinton. Yeah. They, Clint threw, they had, they gave everybody like a five day weekend. Right. <laughs> and said, you have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You got to go. Yeah. And so they basically kicked everybody off a of base except for the, except for the unit that had to meet with the president. Right. Yeah. 
And we were, and it, you know, people were happy about it anyway because you know you get a five sure. day weekend, you right? Know, yeah, was, nobody cares about seeing the president. Yeah. Let's let's go so, party. <laughs> it was just funny that it was funny to do that. Though. It, yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's uh, I, that's kind of a good thing. I I think politicians should be scared of the military. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. They, they're now they are really scared. Good. It's about damn time. Oh yeah. No, they should be more scared. They should be scared of everything and everyone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do still think. Did you watch the footage? that they showed at the impeachment trial? No, I did not. Did okay. you see it? Yeah, and uh, again, it was uh, it was more than than uh, you've seen in the media so far. Like, there was some unreleased footage. Like, the woman getting shot when she got shot. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, it was, uh, you know, they were breaking through a door and there was, uh, um, you know, plainclothes police on the other side, you know, a guy in a suit with a gun. I, yeah. I don't know if he was secret service or what he was, but you know, uh, normally they wouldn't be in the Capitol, but Pence was there. So maybe. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, as soon as he, she broke through the window and, and she tried to climb through it, he shot her, you know, and it was like w- a windows between, uh, two different corridors. Yeah. You know, so it was like glass doors in between them. Um, but so that was, you know, that was pretty, uh, graphics that, that was pretty intense, but the rest of it was just like, you know, yeah, it was a it was a riot, you know, um, it was not quite a peaceful protest. It wasn't that bad, uh, but it was uh, it was definitely a riot, you know. But again, it was like it, it, it shouldn't be what they're making it out to be. It wasn't a the beginning of a civil war. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and it certainly obviously isn't an ongoing one. No, it lasted a couple hours. Right. It was Hold a, on. The same day Congress got back in session and finished what they were doing. Right. Like, exactly. fuck you. You guys, you know, like, here's the thing. We've seen so many. Remember when we went down the list? You right. went down the list of all these different incidents that have oh, happened yeah, at yeah. the Capitol. Right. For you to feign outrage right now only goes to show that you're full of shit all the other times anyway. Or you didn't even care. Like when the, I didn't watch this part either, but I guess they had a montage of every time some Democrat said the word fight in a speech. Yeah, but that was, it was actually pretty lame. No, but what I'm saying though is that 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 rhetoric though is used frequently. So if you're not going to adjust, well, your hang behavior, on a second. I will I will defend the Democrats on this one because um, the one most of the ones saying the most outlandish stuff were like actors and stuff. They weren't actual politicians in positions of power. Yeah, but if you listen to and what the stuff Maxine they were Waters saying, they said. were like punch him in the face and you know Biden saying I'd take him out behind the gym. It was just like you know just yeah, but fight stuff. Put it the, but it put, wasn't it wasn't go storm the Capitol. Yeah, but here's the thing though. But that is promoting violence on another person. And when in Trump's <sighs> speech to his credit, he did say peacefully and patriotically protest. Like that was part of the speech. I'm going to say in as objective as someone who's objective and doesn't care about either of them. Yeah. Okay. Has no, no horse in the race. I was, I would say that what Trump did and said was a much more veiled and direct aggressive thing than what the Democrats were saying. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Like he, he had, he literally had an army in front of him and he said, go do this. And go to the Capitol. Yes. And, pe- and then, and on, then he go said. go there and peacefully protest. No. And he said, no, he, he said more than that. Well, no, he did say more than that. But that's part of what he said, though. You got you have to look at the entirety but, of the context. But at the same time, that, he's riling them up by saying they've stolen an election. They've committed fraud. Well, that's uh, true. You know, Pence is, is a, a traitor. I'm very disappointed in him. Yeah. You know, uh, th- th- when you say those things, now go there. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm, no, that's true. It, it okay, was, I'll give you that one. And, and again, I, don't, I still don't think he should be charged with insurrection. No, nah, I don't think so either. But at the, at this, and at this point, what's it matter? You're going to stop him from running again? You think? Yeah. He, he, what, what do you think is going to happen if he runs it? You know, in 2024 when when he's 80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? What do you think? You think he's going to win? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Know. I think I think America is ready to put Trump behind them. God, you'd hope so. <laughs> you know, but so now, that, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go down that road anymore, though, huh. there is definitely a sizable portion of America that wants that does not want to just get over Trump. Well, yeah, but it's probably only you know thirty million people. It's ten percent. It's enough to win a primary. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It is though. enough to win yeah, a primary. You, you know, you, you might be right in that case. Yeah. No, that, look, that's how Trump won the primary, man, is that his base stuck with him and it kept dropping up other people. Yeah. And that's how he was and able to. There was to nobody do it. left eventually. Yeah. He had a strong enough, loyal enough base to win a, to win a primary. Well, either way, I, I don't think it's uh, the, the, the whole impeachment uh, you know, thing is a joke. It's not going to pass anyway because they need, no. a, they need 67%. Yeah, Which they need means a bunch of Republicans. They to go need with half them. of the Republicans to vote like with them. Like thirteen or something like that is what they need. Actually, no, it's, they need sixty-seven. They don't need sixty. They need sixty-seven. I thought the number it's was thirteen for, for, for impeachment. It's two-thirds. It's you not need, just six. It's oh. not. It's not just your regular supermajority. It's two-thirds. That's in the Constitution. Oh, 17 Republicans is what they would need. I guess is that what they need? Maybe I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, though, it's. it's just, I thought it was pretty funny though. Yeah. No, twenty-seven. Because no, no, no. the Senate is split 50-50. Yeah. So. 10. If you need 67. Oh, right. It's only 17. 17. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah, math whiz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll let that one slide. Pythagorean right. theorem. So I did want to talk Pythagorean about. Pythagorean theorem. I, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I did want to talk about something else, though. There was a Time Magazine article that came out. And the Time Magazine article was the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. And basically what this article is, is they're talking about how all these people got together to make sure Trump didn't win the next election because they were so scared of Trump winning that they needed to all get together to do this. Yeah. Now, now I didn't read this article, so go ahead and explain it to me because I'm very interested in this. Okay. And who are these I'm people? Gonna read, I'm going to read the quote okay. first. Let me read the quote. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions of, in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and user data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how to vote, how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. After election day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accompanied the triumph of American democracy and its very foundation, says Norm Elson, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to board uh, to the board of the voter protection program. <laughs> Here's the thing. Well, for- this is exactly how they did steal the election because they didn't allow for an actual. Here's the thing. When they're talking, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't doing disinformation. They weren't getting rid of disinformation about Biden online. I mean, they were doing that too, but they were also getting rid of 
anything that was bad on Biden online. The Hunter Biden story, which was totally could be totally relevant, was right. was was suppressed until after the election, and now it's starting to come out. The Cuomo stuff about going after Cuomo because it would have hurt Democrats was suppressed about all the people he killed in nursing homes. Now it looks like he might actually get in, in legal trouble because of this. Right. But this was information that was known ahead of time, but it was also suppressed. They used every level of, level of power that they could use in order to give Biden, a dead man, basically, the most, adv- he didn't campaign and he won the election. Right. Again, I... I it, I didn't vote for Trump. I wouldn't have voted for Trump. I wasn't going to vote for Trump under any circumstances. I was going to vote for Joe Jorgensen or the Libertarian candidate. I, I, I wanted Vermin, but I didn't get Vermin, so I got Joe Jorgensen. So whatever. But like, you can't see this stuff and not be like, you didn't win fair and square. Democracy didn't rule the day. Right. You led the sheep and used, and I would say that with the mail, with the with the with the the thing about the mail-in voting is. If you don't purge the voter rolls of people, then of the people that, that are that are that are that are incorrect in the system, then you have nothing but there's nothing but bad that can happen from that. There's nothing good that can happen from that. If you didn't take the time to actually make sure that you were registered to vote to be able to vote and then you don't get to vote, you weren't disenfranchised. You were too fucking lazy to actually fucking vote. So I don't really give a fuck about that. And for voter IDs, these weren't voter suppression laws. They're trying to make sure that it's not fraud in the fucking system. Have you, and again, before anybody gets all upset about this, if you haven't seen the voter rolls yourself and realize how full of errors that they actually are, because they are chalk fucking full of errors they are and you don't think that a purge is necessary then you're either a a fucking moron or b you are in on it right i'm sorry but i i i I opined for too long on that one no 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 that that was absolutely uh brilliant and uh (laughs) you know i i I think that uh this goes to show that the democrats are willing to use um you know coercion censorship uh, they're willing to just decimate the First Amendment uh, to shut down any speech that they don't like and isn't positive for their candidates. Uh, they're willing to, you know, make sure that the social media organizations uh, put any pressure necessary on them to make sure they kick off anyone that's giving a narrative that they don't like. And it goes to show you that, uh, you know, they are just, uh, you know, evil manipulators and totalitarians. And just like, you know, Trump was willing to take an army of people and have them storm the Capitol. I mean, to me, those are both, uh, you know, if you want to talk about it, <laughs> uh, events uh, that are insurrection or things like that, both of those fly. It really, and it just boils down to, so you got one side that is going to suppress the truth. They're going to use propaganda tactics. They're going to use censorship. Essentially, they're going to burn books. Uh, The other side is going to send mobs to go, you know, smash things and break people and intimidate people. This is our government. This is what you want. Well, I think they're both willing willing to do both. And it just depends on the time. Like, here's the thing. With the Black Lives Matter thing, they weren't upset with all the the damage and killing that was being done then. But all of a sudden, you raid the Capitol for a day, and all of a sudden, it's a bad thing. Right. You know what I wish? I wish we had consistency so we could have honest conversations. Because that's what's lost right now. Yes. There is no more honest conversations on any of the issues from any of the talking heads. So when you end up getting in a discussion with a friend of yours or a family member or whatever, unless you're willing to admit 
the good and the bad in all of it, if you're only willing to admit the bad in one and not the bad in the other. Even when they're the same things. Even when they're the same things. Yeah. That if you're willing to just take a side for the fact of, well, we got to take a side against these people. Right. This is the reason that the, the, the bigger reason why we have such a, uh, two Americas is what they're calling it at this point. But we, There is two Americas th- at this point. There is. Yeah. But that's well, one of the reasons. Well, there's three actually, but. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. the third is merchant selling popcorn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I hope to stay in that camp. So, but the thing about it is, is that one's each side thinks that they're honest and the other side is evil. When in all reality, if you're willing to, if you're willing to go down the road that both sides have been willing to go down, that there's only one path that where it ends and it's not good. Right. Right. You know, honestly, you should have been listening to Libertarians a long time ago. It's too late for that now. And we've already missed your opportunity on that. So now you're going to have to smoke the rest of the pack of cigarettes. Right. And you're probably only about five <laughs> in right one now. sitting. Yeah. yeah. And you're only five in right now. Anyway, yeah. well, you think you're 10 in, you think you're 15 in, you're fucking five in and the heavy ones are coming next. The well, cigar cigarettes are next and they suck. <laughs> With a with a, a little luck, maybe the Cassandra trigger will continue to be prophetic, uh, my book, and uh, that the military will split and turn on itself, which would be, you know, probably the best possible outcome. Not that I promote that. Uh, I think that would be a horrible thing. Uh, you know, of course, it's work of fiction. Uh, there are the uh, people, places and events in this uh, this podcast are uh, not intended to reflect anyone in real life or whatever that disclaimer is that you always see at the beginning of shows. Um, <laughs> but having said that, you know, it uh, may, maybe we're going down that path. Who knows? And maybe that'll be a good thing or maybe it'll bring on the apocalypse. And at this point, yeah, flip a coin on, on which one I'd prefer. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: because of what we just talked about in that article about the shadow campaign, right? When you have, Which, hang on a second. It is funny that the way they presented it as, um, they the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Yeah, I mean, you can tell the angle on it. Yeah, already. Yeah, because you know the angle. Some of it, some of it, legitimately is just good campaigning. Some As, of it is. Some of it is just good campaigning. Others is like, you know, literally it's, it's, it's throwing away the first amendment. Yeah. You know, which is something that Democrats supposedly, um, you know, love and support. But now we find out that it's, it's only in cases where you, you know, stick to their narrative. Oh, they, they're, they're nakedly open about their disdain for the people to be able to talk however they want to talk. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's sad. Yeah. They, they, uh, they don't like anyone saying anything that they don't like. And, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, politically incorrect, whether it's hate speech, whether it's anti-science, you know, and again, a a lot of the things that people want to say that the, uh, Democrats object to and and the the left in general object to it's kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got the right to be stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I, if you're dumb, I kind of want you to talk more because maybe other people know how dumb you are. Yeah. And it's entertaining sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Like what? I mean, you, we, here's the thing. You don't stop your stupid people from saying, saying stupid stuff. But by the same token, a lot of times um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a narrative that is the truth and needs to be heard. You know, and again, it's it's like uh, I, I hate to keep wrapping everything around COVID, but it's you can't not because that is well, what it's a very good example of a it, thing to do. It's yeah, it's 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 a great example of a thing to do. And that's why literally they're trying to shut down Florida, not just in speech, but literally with travel bans to Florida, because we're not 
believing the narrative yeah, because somebody might actually somebody in another state may see what Florida's doing and be like, well, how come we're just not opening up here? Well, they can do it, and they got a bunch of old people, right? And obviously, the, the like we're uh, the oldest state by far. <laughs> yeah, I know. if there's one state that should be locked down, it probably should be Florida if their narrative is correct. You know, I went to the chiropractor this week. hadn't seen him in a while. And I hadn't seen him since COVID began because, you know, my back and neck have been doing okay. Um, but he, he actually called it the scamdemic. Oh. <laughs> my chiropractor called it the scamdemic. Nice. Kind of ironic that a chiropractor would call it a scamdemic. Because, but. well, he, he comes in and uh, immediately, you know, he, he comes in the room and he, he knows me. I've known him for years. Yeah. Same, I've been going the same guy for 25 years, you know. And so he comes in and takes his mask off. Because you know? he knew. Because <laughs> he knew. He knew I wouldn't care. And I hadn't talked to him since, but, you know. Um, but, but he yeah, knew. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> so well, you like, didn't have a mask on anyway. Oh, I did, yeah. I mean, because that was the rules. So you have to. Oh, you did. So, yeah. But, oh, okay. But uh, And I actually left mine on because I was, like, face down on the table at that point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's just funny how, um, you know, even people. And, and this guy. He's essentially been my primary care physician for 15, 20 years because I don't go to any other doctors but the chiropractor. Yeah. Um, so he's like my doctor and he calls it the scamdemic. And granted, he is a chiropractor, but you know, still, my point is is that he's in the medical community. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and everybody I know in the med literally everyone I know in the medical community here in Florida, and I know a lot of people, um, are not really concerned about it and they were they were concerned back in march april may by the time summer started rolling around everyone was kind of like okay we're we're okay yeah you know what i'm saying and and recently they're like yeah the bullshit yeah so we're done everybody's done they are yeah like don't get me wrong look I, you go to places and the places that require the masks people wear the masks not everybody does right some people you're having I'm seeing more and more people that are even defying the mask orders now in places. I see less. I think people have gotten used to it to a major degree. What, to the masks? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm starting to see more. In places, inside of places, like, you know, I went to uh, the grocery store and, uh, you know, I, of course I wore a mask because they say you have to. Um, and now everyone is wearing a mask. I didn't see anyone without a mask. Whereas I would go in there a few months back and there was like, you know, maybe five to 10% of the people not wearing masks. I got you. And now there's nobody not wearing masks. So I think people have become more conditioned to it. Well, I definitely, people do become more conditioned to it and, and feel better about it. I know Mikey got wanted masks. So we got Mikey masks. Oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't really like that either, but he wanted them, so I'm like, all right, well. Yeah. I think that's one of those things where all the kids are wearing them, so he might as well wear them too, I guess. Right. Because I told him he didn't have to. I'm like, you don't have to if you don't want to. He's like, no, I'll wear it. I'm yeah. Like, right. That's, yeah. It's 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 become a different thing. It's it's uh, it's become a, uh, it's a virtue signal at this point. Yeah, and I don't even want to get, I don't want to get, because Mikey, Mikey doesn't care. Though. No, that's he doesn't care, but it's become a fashion accessory. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, that now. Exactly. That. Yeah. So, and, and look, and I, don't get me wrong, I still have the bandana. You know what I mean? That I put around my neck pretty much every day. Right. I don't do it every day now, but I always, I mean, you know, I always have it on my neck. Most days I have it on my neck. So if I got to put it on real quick, I do. But it doesn't do anything. Like oh, it wouldn't I thought be that effective. was the red bandana you're wearing now. I thought that was some type of like gay gang symbol or something. <laughs> 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 it's the bloods. Like, yeah, it's, I'm part of the bloods. Are you a, a passer or a catcher? 
<laughs> it's a, you know, if it's like tilted to the right or tilted to the left, I can't there's, keep there's it. something I can't, like that. I, I can't I, ever keep it like in the middle. In the I try to keep the knot in the middle I know. in the back. Yeah, I used and to it do never the bandana. Stays and that, it so every while around. it gets. But you know, for sometimes it'll work though. Sometimes it'll work and it'll stay in this spot. But too many times it doesn't stay in the spot though. So it's like whatever, man. But right. And then I try to color coordinate a little bit better. Like when I'm wearing. Well, I I now have. Okay, on a totally different subject. I can't believe we're going down this road, but on a totally different subject, I now have a specific uniform that I can wear five days a week now. Wait, did you say now? Well, here's the thing. Like, you've you've been one of those, like, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And you've gone through phases where you've literally worn one outfit every day for, like, a year or two. Yeah. And then it changes. And then you wear that new outfit Every day for a year or two. And it's not like you're wearing the same clothes day after day after day. I buy multiple you of You buy the same multiple thing. copies. Like you find one thing you like and you buy five of them. Yes, 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 I do. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. And so <laughs> to say you now have a uniform is a little disingenuous. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I have gotten to the zenith of my uniformness now okay. because I now have five of the same black shirts. Okay. I have... Two pairs of the Dickies pants and then four pairs of the waterproof pants. Okay. Or the weatherproof pants. So I have the, but I have the black, I have the black, it's a, it's a, I get them from Sam's Club. They're, um, uh, what the hell is the name of that? I, I, whatever, whatever the name of it is. But I get those, I get the black t-shirts from there though. And they're only like six something bucks. Eddie Bauer. Oh, nice. They're nice shirts though. Wait, Eddie Bauer shirts for six or seven bucks? Oh Yeah. Where you get them now? Sam's Club. Hmm. Okay. So I go there and I get I, I I bought I bought all the same and I went I went down to large by the way. Right. Like I used to be two X and now I'm down to large. Wow, that's impressive. So I just wear large. I wore, well I had to buy some new large shirts because I was wearing XL for a little bit, but now I'm, large works pretty fine now. But I might so, have some shirts to give you. I'll, I'll go through them because yeah, I can't fit into large anymore. Oh really? Yeah. No. Yeah, I totally can fit into large now. I can't believe it. Yeah. No. Large large shirts are like skin tight on me. I've lost a lot of weight, so yeah, I've gained a lot of weight. I had, you know, this week, by the way, so this week, oh, but anyway, with the uniform thing. So now I, I really do have the same, I even got the same color of most of them. Like I got three pairs of the pants right. that are all khaki. So I'm really loving the uniform thing, which it's kind of funny that being a, being what I would consider to be a libertarian and thinking that people have the freedom to wear whatever they want to wear, except for well, I want yeah. to wear the same shit every day. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing unlibertarian about that. It's what you want. Yeah, yeah. No, you I know? know. I just think it's funny, though. Yeah. I just find it to be humorous that I'm just like, I, I, but I, I have been doing this for a long time. You have every right to look like you slept in your clothes for a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's your thing man more power to you i guess so okay so the other thing is so this week i've been i had to get back on um kind of back on the wagon with um eating again okay so i am with with getting back on the wagon with eating again though it, yeah what, what does that make get back on the wagon well with like again? not to eat so much not to eat late and to make sure that i mean like i have like for breakfast i'll have like a banana and a granola bar not today you didn't well, not today. No, not today. I didn't. <laughs> Banana and a granola bar, and then, um, and then for lunch, I end up. I I want to get a but there's this metabolism boost smoothie at like Smoothie King, okay, which always makes me feel better, and I always feel like I lose weight when I'm when I'm eating these things or when I'm drinking these things, and then I don't eat anything. You know, I don't eat anything else till dinner, and then I have dinner at that point, and then you know whatever. Right now, dinner dinner if it's good, it's good. If it's it could be just like a, a chicken sandwich from McDonald's, which isn't good for you, but it's not like I'm not gorging myself with food, right. Except for last night, they brought pizza home, and it was Little Caesars, and it was stuffed crust, 
and I probably had half the pizza. <laughs> really? Oh, man, I ate the shit out of that thing. Yeah. Because it was stuffed crust, and I love stuffed crust pizza, and I'm just like, oh, man, this is so good. This is so good. So, but anyway. Yeah, you know, I've gotten a pattern where I, I don't, I, I never eat breakfast. Well, I do, but I usually eat it in the afternoon. My first meal is, you know, in the afternoon. But I've gotten to a point lately where I'm only eating one meal a day, but it's like a, you know, 1,500 calorie meal. Yeah. I mean, it's a big ass What meal. are you eating, though? Middle of the day? Yeah, like, you know, I, I generally eat between, like, once a day, between anywhere between, like, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Really? Yeah, that's the pattern I've gotten into now. Don't know why, but seems to seems to work. But I, I don't think I'm losing weight. I don't think I'm gaining weight either, but, you know. But you're definitely not losing it, though. Definitely not. Well, I might be. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you might have lost a little. I, I, there's, there's, a, there's a pretty wide window before you can tell on, on me, you know, because I generally tip the scales uh, anywhere between, uh, you know, uh, 235 and 255. That's kind of my range. I got you. You know, so. I'm in a buck 90 now. Are you really? Yeah. Down Damn. to a buck 90. Damn. But it's been, my range is from a buck 90 to 200. Okay. So, well, that's, yeah, that's a good range to be in. That's about right, you know. For uh, well, I, I actually want to get to a buck seventy. Uh, you'd be pretty lean at a buck seventy. Yeah, well, yeah. no, I guess for you, yeah, you're, that's about right. Yeah, I think know? I'm gonna try to get to a buck seventy is where I think I'm gonna get to. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it keeps going. It's tough, man, because like the Super Bowl day, there was a ton of food there, and I just started gorging out. And then sometimes late at night, I'll eat food. The thing, the the biggest drivers for me is eating late at night. That's the biggest driver is eating late at night. If I can make sure that I don't eat late at night, then I'm good. But you, that's hard to do sometimes. You know, you know, I, I think the, the thing I'm going to stick with is eating whenever I feel like it. Because I never want to sound like a whiny little bitch like, oh, I gorged to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it does yeah. sound like a wine little bitch. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because yeah, but you know what though? But I want to lose the weight though. So you I'm know? gonna I'm gonna be fat and happy, man. You should be. No, no, no you should be. You yeah. should be. Because you know what? It makes me happy now that I can tuck my shirts in and look good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I untuck my shirts and say fuck it. <laughs> you know, in probably six months to a year, I'll probably be back in that area. No, nah, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've actually. I, I'm busting your balls, but you know, you've actually done uh, really well with it. So, you know, keep on it. Well, I had to because of the you. diabetes. So. But I think I've gotten rid of the diabetes by this point. So Yeah, yeah. Because it just doesn't, you know. I mean, I still take, I have to take my metformin in the morning, but that and my depression medication, so. Yeah. And see, I just don't go to the doctor, so I know everything's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> my life is great. Yeah, my dad did that. I remember when he did that and then died in a week, so. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Well, that is the show for the, no, for you're the early. hour. No, you're what, early. You just said five minutes, like five minutes ago. No, that was, that was obviously two minutes ago. Actually, uh, three minutes ago. You have, to, you, have, you have another full minute, but you can actually, I will, because there's a lot of stuff that we're going to cover in the second hour that we didn't even touch on. Oh, I know. So That's one of the things that Matt said was like, you guys tease us with all this stuff. Well, and then go ahead and in the second hour. Give we don't even Matt get a nice long tease. All right, so here we go. It, make it so, slow and sensual. You got some Barry White ready? So, uh, no, I don't, but so I, the, I do have our, so our the, usual outro. The Pentagon ordered the stand down across the military. You don't just tell everyone, like, like we didn't know the secret. Oh, no, we got that one. Um, the Dems want to make all the peaceful gun owners into felons. Oh, yeah, that's um, bad. Something from Adrian's book from Bank of America. Um, uh, the Mavericks getting rid of the Star Spangled Banner. Go to patreon.com slash unattended baggage. <laughs>